0: You're listening to the
1: Spartan Orientation Station on IMPACT 89FM, the podcast by students
0: for students. Now, this week's episode.
1: Welcome back to Spartan Orientation Station. We're bringing you a transfer student series today, and we're starting with student success in and out of the classroom.
0: My name is Dr. Charles Jackson. I am the director of the Transfer Student Success Center and glad to be here uh, with everyone today.
2: I'm Ashley Hewlett-Lemke. I use she, her, hers pronouns, and I'm a program coordinator with the Transfer Student Success Center.
3: Hello, I'm Ryan Chamberlain. I'm an orientation intern and a transfer student, and I'm here to help with the podcast.
1: Hello, everyone. My name is Lauren Calhoun. I am a recent graduate of MSU with a major in psychology, and I'm also a transfer student to
0: MSU. All right, since we got all the introductions out of the way, um, why don't we start things off by just having everyone just talk a little bit about your role in the Transfer Student Success uh, Center. Why don't, I, why don't I kick things off? I'm the good. director of Transfer Student Success Center. So uh, again, Dr. Charles Jackson, director of Transfer Student Success Center. Um, been in my role for about a year now. I was a former transfer student to MSU way back in the day, the mid-90s, I know, before any of you were probably born. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I started out at an HBCU, Tennessee State, Tennessee State University, then came back home to Michigan where I attended LCC, Lansing Community College, and then transitioned over to Michigan State University where I finished my undergrad, continued on with my master's, and in 2021 completed my doctorate.
2: Yeah, and I'm Ashley Hewlett-Lemke. I, I've been a program coordinator with, um, Dr. Jackson and I have been working in collaboration over the last year or so. And then, um, yeah, I myself was a transfer student. I actually started as a, a dual-enrolled high school student. And um, so, yeah, I actually started at Washtenaw Community College while I was still a senior in high school. And then that became full-time um, studies at Washtenaw Community College. I wasn't really sure what I wanted to major in, so that's kind of why I went that route. And also the financial uh, aspect of of higher ed costs a lot, um, but I actually ended up transferring to Michigan State, and I graduated from here in 2008, and then I went on to do my master's in teaching English to speakers of other languages out in California, and then, uh, yeah, I like to say my first big girl job was here at Michigan State uh, uh, back in 2011, so I've been at, at the institution for, for a minute or two, and I've been working with uh, Dr. Jackson over the last year, uh, the transfer student success initiatives prior to that, or I should say in conjunction, I should say still working with the uh, new student orientation initiatives as well. So, um, yeah, happy to happy to be here and talk a little bit about my experience and and hear everybody else's stories as well.
0: Yeah, I think it would be a good transition to now have our uh, TSOP board members talk a little bit about yeah. their role. So
3: hello. Uh- my name is Ryan Chamberlain. I'm a transfer student here at MSU. I came here last year. In the first year that I've been here at MSU, I've been able to participate in study abroad opportunities, um, volunteer service experiences, and I've taken part in multiple committees. Um, one of those is TSOB, which is the Transfer Student Advisory Board, and the other one is the Department of Economics, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee. Those are just a few things I've taken part in during my time here at MSU. I'll pass it off to Lauren.
1: So, hello. Um, some of the things that I've taken part in, um, I, as well as Ryan, um, was a part of T-STOP, Transition Advisory Board, when I was in, in my undergrad, which sounds very weird to say now. Um, I'm not that old. Um, but anyways... <laughs> I also, as a psychology major, I had to do something called experiential learning. Um, So I was able to do kind of like some undergraduate research and actually present my research to all the professional staff and faculty of the College of Social Science, which was really cool. And Lauren, you
2: recently graduated, so congratulations. Yes,
1: thank (laughs) you. 2023
0: grad. Yes. So I guess our discussion today, we're going to talk a little bit about high impact practices. So. Uh, Ryan, you want to kick things off? Um,
3: Yes, Charles. I would like to ask, what is a high-impact practice?
0: High-impact practice, very good question. High-impact practices, um, they promote student uh, and student-instructor relationships. Um, They employ active and experiential learning techniques and also kind of reflective inquiry and and problem-solving. Some areas of high-impact practices are Undergraduate research, education and study abroad, community service, learning and engagement, um, internships, um, a wide variety of areas that will help students on their path to to graduation. So.
2: And a part of Michigan State's uh, undergraduate learning goals includes having all undergraduate students participate in at least two, two high impact practices while they're here at Michigan State. So it's really important to kind of keep in mind those other opportunities that are in addition to everything you're doing uh, that's gonna show up on your tra- academic transcript in terms of your coursework and whatnot. Um, and I think everybody here has engaged in, in at least one, if not multiple, uh, high impact practices as, as everybody has described with yeah. their experiences. Yeah.
0: Definitely. When I was a student here way back in the day, um, (laughs) I actually got an opportunity to uh, do an internship at the Capitol. So that was kind of a high impact practice um, for me. So that allowed me to build relationships with uh, people in the state legislature. And um, at the time, give me Um, a a sense of where I wanted my career to go, which was politics, but that was kind of (laughs) short-lived. And I uh, (laughs) transitioned uh, (laughs) back to higher ed, um, where I um, continued in annual giving fundraising and then um, on the academic side of the fence. But um, just kind of reflecting on just my time um, doing those internships, and um, it it was really beneficial um, to me. And um, it really helped me kind of keep focused, keep on track, um, increase my grade point average. Um, so there were a lot of benefits personally for me um, by participating um, in these high impact practices like uh, an internship. So Yes.
1: And I think that um, everyone should participate in high impact practices. And it's especially important that transfer students know what those are when they come here, no matter what, you know, what year they come in as a transfer student Um, but I just wanted to like go over some of the takeaways that I've had from it Mm -hmm. Um, and I would say like before I ever did experiential learning and high impact practices I had no clue what they were when I got here Um, so I'm really glad that you know we're doing this now for others and once I did figure out what it was there was like a plethora of options for me to choose from I could do an internship here or in Flint, um, working with kids, you know, working with the state, like criminal justice system, um, doing undergraduate research on anything I wanted to do or helping a professor do like a project. So there's a lot of things I could choose from, but I ended up choosing the research and I haven't done my own research on that big of a scale before. So I was very intimidated, mm-hmm. um, but I think that's a good thing I'm doing it now get the practice and have the guidance um, in order to help me you know create something valuable with my knowledge um, and then even just having the opportunity to present it to the College of social science um, I never thought I'd be in the position to do that mm-hmm. um, and it was really cool and that's something that I can carry with me like I plan to go to grad school and so that's something that you can carry with you when you leave MSU um, anything that you've done in high impact practices so I think that's something that's really important um, to keep in mind.
0: What about you, um, Ryan? Could you talk a little bit about uh, high-impact practices? And I know you were recently on a education on, a, on an education abroad uh, trip. Could you talk a little bit about that?
3: Um, yes. So from my high-impact experiences, I've taken away, a few of the minor things I've taken away would be just the friendships and uh, relationships that I've created here at MSU through Participating in committees and other experiential learning opportunities, you get bonded with other students and it allows you to create a good connection and make actual friends here at MSU. Um, Through my education abroad opportunity I was able to expand my way of thinking and uh, get a look into another society and another economic um, situation it was different than here at the us uh, united states and i'd never had any experience outside of outside of the united states but here at msu by using a education abroad opportunity i was able to go out and try new experiences and get the information that i was looking for
2: so yeah actually a uh, main reason why i transferred to michigan state was because um, you know like uh, ryan had explained i really wanted to study abroad while i was a student here and you know transferring in um, I transferred it as a junior and I graduated in about two years and I fit an entire um, semester long education abroad program to Quito Ecuador actually into my um, my studies so uh, being a transfer student and coming in you know as a third third year student it didn't actually hinder my time to degree it actually supported supported those uh, endeavors um, when I came back uh, yeah so there's definitely the, kind of in the classroom experience of, you know, I was in taking courses exclusively taught in Spanish. So my, when I came back to Michigan, my Spanish uh, language skills were really, really good. Um, the, also just this social opportunity of being able to sit down and have coffee with my host mother and kind of chat about, you know, her day-to-day life. She actually was, um, her family immigrated to Chile from Italy back in like, the 60s. Um, so she is, you know, kind of a uh, first generation um, Chilean woman. And then she and her family emigrated to Ecuador uh, in in the 90s. Um, so just, I, I think I had the privilege of, of living with a family with multiple kind of cultural uh, backgrounds, um, European background, uh, but also growing up in a Spanish-speaking part of the world. So... I absolutely loved my my daily coffee chats with Wasita is her name. Um, so I think it's really important to kind of keep in mind, you know, like what are the, the obviously there's the academic component, but I think those other experiences that you have out, outside of the classroom, you know, I've, I got to go to the Galapagos Islands while I was there. That was absolutely amazing. And, you know, memories for a lifetime. And like Ryan, you had mentioned, you know, friends for a lifetime as well. There's a lot of friends that I had on on that Um that education abroad trip that, you know, I'm still in touch with a lot of those folks. And what was cool is those, what, what's interesting about, I think my experience is that these were students who were from different majors who I probably would not have crossed paths with on campus uh, just because I was a li- uh, liberal arts, um, arts and letters major. And most everybody else was from pretty much every other college represented at MSU. So it's kind of funny that, you know, Being on, it it took going to Quito, Ecuador for us to cross paths as opposed to us all being on the same campus together. (laughs) Um, But I think that, you know, so we've talked a little, a lot about some of the big takeaways of why we should engage in uh, high-impact practices. I think let's talk a little bit about how we can get involved in high-impact practices. Um, so, Lauren and Ryan, can you talk a little bit about how you can get engaged in high-impact practices? Like Lauren, why don't you tell us a little bit about your undergraduate ex- uh, research experience and you know how did how did you get connected with with that opportunity?
1: Yeah. So. Um, once I found out, you know, that this was kind of like a requirement for me and something I wanted to do, um, like I said, I wanted to push my boundaries before I left MSU and do something a little risky in my opinion that I was uncomfortable with. Mm -hmm. Um, so actually on the psychology website, there was an area for like all the experiential learning opportunities that the College of Social Science offers. Um, and I kind of just went through that list and I was a psychology major and a minor in law justice and public policy so i saw one that was kind of like a criminal justice case worker so there was like opportunities to work with children that had issues you know growing up and just had trouble had trouble staying out of trouble um and those were things that interested me but the undergraduate research like i said before like i knew i wanted to go to grad school so mm-hmm. i knew that that was something that i could take with me and expand on further um so i ended up talking to an advisor my advisor um, and I just explained like which ones I was mo- most interested in. Um, and then from there, just seeing what fit in with like what courses I was already enrolled in. Um, and so then once I was enrolled in the class, I kind of just needed like a second to really just make sure it was like this is the option I wanted to choose because there's so m- many good options for us to choose from in experiential learning. Um, and I, my professor, Eddie Boucher, love the man he was very great he's they guide you in these things so you're not going to be alone like i said like it's a hands-on experience and something that you want to do with your life and like your career um so it's really beneficial and you know if you do an internship as your experiential learning then like you can add that on your resume that's an internship so it's really going to help um but definitely talk to your advisor to see how you can get involved um, check out your college's, like, website to see if they have a section of, like, opportunities that are specific for your college.
2: But yeah. Yeah, I think that's a really great point, Lauren, is just make sure to touch in, touch base with your academic advisor about what opportunities are available. Um, I don't want to focus entirely on education abroad, but just for another example, uh, Michigan State has um, – literally education abroad programs on every continent, even Antarctica. So that's always a little bit of a shocker when people find that out. Um, But talking to your academic advisor about those other opportunities, um, internships related to your major, um, even even, uh, opportunities that may be of personal interest that would still kind of relate to your overall academic experience. And so, yeah, absolutely. Talking to your academic advisor is super important. Ryan, how about you? Why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got connected with your opportunities?
3: A few, uh, one of the higher impact learning uh, opportunities that I took on was actually an independent study, which kind of stems off of what you were just speaking yep. about, Ashley. Um, within my independent study, I was able to pursue my interest within a specific area. Um, I, My independent study was for an economics course, but I'm really interested in the environmental aspect of corporations. So, Within this independent study, I was able to write a paper solely on um, the environmental contributions of corporations between the United States and the UK, and that correlated quite well with my major, which is economics, and my interest as well, because I want to become a political economics advocate, or a political environmental advocate. So through that um, higher impact opportunity, I was able to pursue my own interest, and get academic achievement as well.
0: Right. Good stuff. Um, those were just some really rich experiences that everyone has shared regarding <clears throat> excuse me, high-impact practices. I know that MSU has intentionally put in our strategic plan – each and every student, transfer students and first-year students, to at least have two high-impact high practice experiences before they leave MSU. So that's definitely something that we want to encourage to all of our students because just looking at the literature, when students do participate in high-impact practices, it leads to higher GPA, better retention numbers, and also shortened time to degree. So definitely we want our transfer students to take advantage of that. Um, So just to switch gears just a little bit, um, let's now maybe transition to talking about um, how maybe TSOB in general has uh, benefited um, you, Ryan, and and Lauren, um, your experiences here, and then also just academically.
3: As a a TSOB member, a transfer student advisory board member, I've been able to make connections with other students that were also transfer students. So I was able to connect to a sense of community here at MSU. Another uh, aspect from TSAB that I was able to use was it's a great resume builder. It shows drive and dedication, and it also helps with um, organizational factors and other just resume aspects that would be important. Academically, it was Um, a great way to stay involved on campus so it helped me connect with other students for say study groups or just to get help for courses and assignments that I was working on. Overall I would say it helped develop myself as a university student coming from a community college.
1: Yeah and I would have to agree like being a part of the Transfer Student Advisory Board it definitely has helped me academically like We have all these study sessions where I can just go and like know I'll have a space where I can just have peace and quiet and like study with other transfer students. Um, And then just also like we have sometimes we'll have colleges come and they'll throw on events for the transfer students. And I actually went to the experiential learning one that they had for the College of Social Science uh, which is super, super helpful. I got to meet all of the professional staff, like face-to-face, have personal conversations with them, get emails, phone numbers. Um, so truly able, to, I was truly able to connect um, during that event. And so definitely that is like my favorite part, probably about academic help. Um, and then just like as far as like resume and stuff, um, Trans- Transfer Student Advisory Board, like they have two committees. So you can be working on current things or past or future things for transfer students Um, and it's almost honestly like new student orientation in a way where it's like you're preparing and helping and supporting other transfer students at the university. Um, and it's not a super easy thing to do. It might seem like it is, but it's super hard. And, you know, you have to be, again, like Ryan said, consistent and you have to have the passion to want to help other transfer students. Um, but those are things that you can put on your resume, um, and it will build it up. And yeah, you can meet other people, make friends, so that's probably one of my favorite things
2: yeah and i think the transfer student advisory board it's uh y'all are the voice of the transfer student community at michigan state and we actually are able to uh so dr jackson and i are taking a lot of those uh initiatives and recommendations that have been brought up over over the last year or so that's um we're actually bringing some of those uh recommendations to fruition, so that's very exciting, and we wouldn't be able to do those things without the transfer student voice through transfer from uh, TSAB. Um, I also want to bring up that the TSAB experience is also a part of the Spartan Experience record, and it is a co-curricular record. So much in the same way that transferring from a community college or a uh, four-year institution, you would have an academic transcript with your grades for uh, the coursework that you took, Michigan State has uh, the Spartan Experience ret- record, which is the co-curricular record. So essentially it's a official document validated by uh, the institution that you would graduate with documenting all of these other experiences. And many of those experiences might be high-impact practices. Um, uh, internships might, might be on the record. So another good question to ask your academic advisor about, uh, you know, does this high impact practice opportunity have a um, have a presence on the Spartan Experience record? So there's some opportunity there to have that have items added to your your record as well. But coming back to TSOB, uh, we're very excited that any student who serves on TSOB, if they would like, they can also have their experience validated as part of the Spartan Experience record. So that is something that you can take with you. Um, that demonstrates that uh, you know this is a, a university-created initiative, and you're getting official uh, recognition for that as you graduate from MSU.
0: Let's transition again, <laughs> just to talk about academic success, because again, all of these are just great items to know. Just joining TSOB and also learning about high-impact practices, but I think also students want to know what are some of the tips and tricks for academic success. Um, at a tr- as a transfer student to, to MSU. I would say uh, personally, just from my lived experience um, as a transfer student, um, it is just making sure that you take advantage of some of just the academic success um, options um, that are here at the university. I know we have academic success workshops that are provided through the office of the provost for undergraduate education So uh, transfer students are able to learn about, you know, time management and study skills. Um, Getting over procrastination. I know that was one of my things as an undergraduate
2: student. (laughs) Isn't (laughs) it for all of us? Exactly.
0: Um, Also strategies for navigating group work projects. I mean, that's a big one because I think all of us can attest to Mm -hmm. an experience where not everyone within the group was able to, you know, their own weight so just learning ways to navigate that but then lastly also preparing for midterms and finals so those are just some items um, through the uh, office of the provost that we are providing in terms of academic success workshops Um, but i'd love to hear from ryan and from lauren what are some tips and tricks for academic success that would be beneficial for a new transfer student
1: yeah so for academic success some of the things that i've done is just first getting here kind of first just like finding a system for myself as far as studying, homework, things of that nature. Um, and something that I use, which most of you probably know what these are, but stickies, like the little sticky notes on your MacBook. <laughs> I was one of those people that just found out how to use them my senior year. So I'm a little late to the game, <laughs> but I loved them when I found out um, what they were. And before that, I had a planner. So that's just like the first step in like academic success for me is just kind of having a plan and like time management um and then also I ask questions when I have them I used to be you know oh I can do it alone or oh I I'll figure it out you know but being here at MSU and transferring here you know I wasn't able to not ask questions I needed to ask questions so I you know could find my way here um so just asking questions about Anything I have questions on in class, um and going to my professors' office hours and going to the study groups that they have, like people make group meets for classes, I'll join them. Um so just things like that. Um really helped me with my academic success. And then also like the higher impact practices, that added like another level of like higher ed on top of like what I already have done here. So mm-hmm. it was really helpful.
3: Um, it's gonna sound a little repetitive, but I would say organization is key. Um At home, I use a whiteboard to map out my classes and all the requirements, books that go with it, the expected assignments for the week. And then I use a planner as well. Um, Not too good with the laptop and Outlook and stuff like that, but I have other alternatives. Definitely organization, though, that is key. And then I would say being involved on campus or just being involved in your coursework is another key thing as well. The more involved you are or the more people that you have around you that are doing correlating assignments or just here at, the, at MSU with the same experience helps keep you on track and make sure that you're still doing your work. Having um, too many distractions doesn't quite help you out throughout the school year. I would, um, like Lauren said, I would ask questions soon. If you find that you need help or you're struggling with the beginning of the course, just go to office hours or reach out to some of the kids in the class, and that can help you get back on track before stuff gets too behind. And then, um, as Charles said, procrastination, that's, uh, that's another big one. Finding ways to deter your procrastination and keep yourself motivated is um, very beneficial and helps you to succeed here at MSU.
0: All right. I think that that wraps up our uh, podcast for today. I'd like to thank everyone for their uh, contribution, their perspective, their insights. And we look forward to talking with you again about transfer student success.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Spartan Orientation Station on Impact 89FM. Let us know what you think by connecting with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at MSU underscore NSO.